check up on Zuckerberg to make sure he's not lying to me this time. <laughs> such a liar. I know. You have no idea how tickled I am to get to know you and have you on. Aw. I wanted to talk to you when I saw you at the Christmas party at Comic Strip Live. We're live now. Hey, Facebook people. Hi. Look who we got here today. We have an amazing person that I got to see in New York City at Comic Strip Live. She's hella funny in her own right. She's been doing comedy, entertaining, acting since she was two. Yes, and she's got an iTunes special called I'm Not Just a Whore. You gotta look that up and support her because she is super dope, super be beautiful. She's here today from the Mason family. Uh-huh. The Jackie Mason family, okay? All right. She is comedy royalty. She's been around the biz since she was two. Do you understand what you're looking at here, you guys? Give it up for the one, <laughs> the only, the incredible Sheba Mason. Welcome, Sheba. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, what an introduction. That yeah. might have been the best introduction I've ever gotten in my life. Thank you. You deserve it and more. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud to have you on and I want to get to know you. Talk to me. You get to talk. All right. Well, what do you got? Like <laughs> where you were born. I don't Google people and spy on them. And uh, a once in a rare moon, I might come loaded with information, but I wanted to leave your truth for you to say, because I know there's a history between your father and the court and your mother and and I wanted your perspective you know and and I want to know where you were born and raised what was it like growing up with all the greats coming in and out and learning the biz from the time good god I want to talk to you do you understand well, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born in Miami Beach um and my mother was with my father for like 10 years and it's all written in the play, uh, the Jackie Mason musical, because she's a playwright. So she wrote a whole play about it where I play my mother and it was toured, it was off Broadway and it toured around Chicago and stuff. It still tours whenever theater comes back and um, if it ever comes back. And so he, um, you know, like wasn't really around when I was a kid that much, you know, at all. So it's, you know, then the play is kind of about their 10 year relationship and you see them, you know, there's a cast of eight and it's like funny and musical comedy and stuff. So that tells the whole story of how they met at Wolfie's Delicatessen back then. Wow. I'd love to see that. Is that available for people to see on the internet anywhere? Because that would be so great to see now. There's snippets of it on the website, you know, the JackieMasonMusical.com. But, um, you know, hopefully it'll go on again sometime. <laughs> okay. Well, Sheba Mason, you grew up from the time you were two performing and I wanna, I wanna know about this. Talk to me. You are comedy royalty. You've got it running through your blood, through your veins, yeah. girl. I started out as a stage prop in my mother's play. <laughs> and then um, from the time I was a kid, I performed like all over the South Florida condo circuit with a comedian who is now passed away named Frankie Mann. So he would bring, he would have a whole act and he would bring me up and I was a cute little girl, you know, and I would sing and have a little comedy with him. And then, um, you know, over the years, I was in a lot of plays growing up in Florida. Then when I moved to New York, I actually got a job as a waitress at a comedy club when I was 19. And the manager at the time, Buddy Flip, um, said, take my class, my comedy class, because I never thought that I would be a comedian. I just thought I'd be an actress struggling 
waiting in line, you know how it is, like we have to wait and wait to be seen. And then the great thing about doing comedy is like, you kind of make your own, you know, if you want to go on, you'll find somewhere to go on. You can run your own show. You don't have to wait for somebody to say yes all the time, you know? Yes, absolutely. So you started coming up with your own things, right? Mm -hmm. I started gradually doing comedy, um, you know, and it just started progressing. Like it was a couple of times a week and then it became, you know, every night and then it, you know, was seven nights a week pretty much that I was doing it. And if I missed it for a night, I would just miss it so much, you know? And now it's just crazy because it's like, you're lucky if you go on once in a blue moon, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so you've been through um, a struggle of, okay, so I was raised by a father that was Jewish and a mother that was Christian. So I want, I was a people pleaser from the time I was little. So. I was raised that I should go to synagogue, but I wanted to please my mom. So I started going to church and my dad pronounced me dead. He sat shivets for me. Wow. And, and that was so painful, but yet it brought me to where I coped through comedy. So you've been through a hell of a lot with what you've gone through um, with the same kind of thing. Did you want to speak about what you've overcome? Well, um, you know, it, it is, it was, you know, really difficult and you kind of like, I think I've repressed it a lot. Um, you know, and I haven't been to therapy, which I should probably go. <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, let's go right now. Let's turn the Zoom session into therapy. But, you know, I had a really, it's, you know, a lot of people don't have any love in their life at all. So at least I always had like, you know, a good mother, a nice stepfather. And um, so my grandma raised me also a lot. She was kind of like a father to me. She didn't have the beard. You know, I have that as a joke my dad. But um, so it wasn't like I was without love as a kid. So I just didn't really have that influence, you know? Yeah. Which would have been cool because he's a really interesting guy. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. I just wonder if there's any hope before it's too late for any kind of, you know, uh, recognition or, you know, getting things. I don't know. Well, he's 92, I think. So it's getting, yeah. uh, <laughs> getting late. Getting up there, getting late. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that if enough Jewish holidays pass, one of them might make him rethink it. So, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry for that pain. Um, but you decided that you would do the comedy on stage. And I've heard your comedy. You went up at Comic Strip Live. I think you went up at the Christmas party a couple of years ago when I was sitting there. You were up against the East Wall sitting with friends. And I was just standing there going, I can't believe I'm in the same room with Sheba Mason. Oh, my God. You're so sweet. It's true, <laughs> though. so sweet. Yeah. And you're so humble and so nice and people only speak well of you. And how do you come through what you've been through, what you must have gone through to get where you're at now and are so nice to people? Thanks. Well, um, you know, it's, uh, it's comedy is always like, it's a very humbling sort of um, art, you know? I mean, you know, you know, you have to go up against so many obstacles unless you're like always at a nice theater where nobody's talking and there's no drunk people. It's like, you know, you're, it's, it humbles everybody kind of, you know, and like the way you handle it and through the years getting, you know, more and more knocked out and then up and then down, you know, it's a, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yes. Um, I just hope it comes back in a big way. I hope that it's not a lost art. <laughs> 
that would be horrible. It would make me wonder about freedom of speech if that's part of it. That's a huge part of it. I mean, that's a huge part of it. We we can't make fun of each other anymore. Last night I did a show. It was a small show since everybody's afraid to come out. And um, one of the comedians called, playfully called an audience member a Karen, you know, a Karen, because she wasn't laughing. And the woman got very upset. She got offended. It was a whole thing. It was like all back and forth. It's like, you literally cannot say anything anymore. You know, I used to have a joke where I'd call somebody gay in the audience. And like, that was cute and playful. Like, and now I don't even know if I could do it anymore. It's like everybody gets so upset about everything. And the next thing you know, you're canceled. Yes. But when you don't have anything to cancel, they can't cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You know? I, I'm so afraid of the cancel culture. I took up my World Book Encyclopedia yearbook again. Really? <laughs> I took up my book. <laughs> It's one of those sneak up on you jokes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God. If we can't Where are you? Fun, are you in New York City right now? I I'm from Portland, went to New York twice and lived there. Comic strip live, Gladys I'm in, and now I'm in Vegas. Oh. It's so weird. I get here just in time for them to shut down all the sin. I have to live in a sinless city. Yeah. Nothing's even like nothing's open there at all. It was. The and then they went, what's that? The casinos aren't open yet. They were. Well, the, you can go in a casino and you can sit far apart from another person at a gambling scenario, but buffets and entertainment, arts, no. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. I can't believe this world. Who would have ever thought it would be like this? So growing up, being the daughter of Jackie Mason, because it was proven in court. Let's, let's just be clear. So, sure. Right? That's what friends yeah. tell me. I did not Google you. <laughs> I want you to know. People <laughs> tell me. So did you have a lot of celebrity children that reached out to you over the years that came along to be your friend? Or did they all just kind of go on their own? It's funny, I did know a lot of celebrity children. It's like you kind of, it's like we're children of the damned. You know? It's like we, we uh, end up connecting. Like when I was very little, I was on a lot of talk shows like um, Entertainment Tonight and Current Affair. And I met Johnny Carson's granddaughter that way. And years later she came to see my show and we're friendly. And then I also later in life, just recently started a show. It was a tour with me, Mindy Rickles, who's Don Rickles' daughter and Jill Kimmel, that's Jimmy Kimmel's sister. And we had like a little mini tour and it was really fun. I got to know those girls and they're great girls. Um, I also came in contact and she's a doll is with uh, Rain Fryer and Kelly Carlin, who I know uh, peripherally, that's Carlin's daughter. And um, yeah. That's so, cool. Um, I, yeah. Min Mindy Rickles is on the Gladys Simon thing once in a while on Wednesdays and just watching her do her comedy you know, it's so nostalgic because there's things about her comedy that are her, but you can see a little of her dad coming through in, in her. Yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So uh, what's the weirdest thing anybody ever said to you with regard to your comedy or your father or the stupidest thing anybody said, most insulting, you know, what, what's it been like to be, you know, Jackie Mason's daughter in a comp where people who don't have a filter in the comedy world and they're apt to say anything. You know, it was it was fun growing up in this sort of world where um, 
you know, like everybody was just so flamboyant. And so, you know, cause my mother's a playwright too. So I grew up like around all these, you know, older comedians who were, even though my father wasn't there, it's like that, you know, this comedian Frankie man would talk tell you know and be dirty backstage not like like creepy dirty but like fun you know um one time i my father accidentally hit on me because he didn't recognize me when i was about 20 and i was flattered like i made the cut you know because <laughs> he's you know he's known to be a big player so i made it <laughs> um <laughs> so and like and you know i i work um, a lot of the clubs and I can be, you know, very dirty, but it can also be clean. And I work synagogues occasionally and they like me because they feel that it's like, if they can't afford Jackie Mason, they hire me, you know? And that's one of the things I tell there. Um, I mean, insulting things. There's so many insulting things through the years that I've kind of like built a filter. <laughs> I don't even, I was like, don't remember what they were, but, um, people love to tell me I look like him. That's a little insulting. Um, <laughs> And then I had this joke where I say, I wish a better looking comedian was my father, like, you know, Woody Allen or Rosie O'Donnell, you know? Um, (laughs) Man. Well, your mother was a playwright. Let's talk about her for a while. Is she still alive? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually at her house now in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's her, when she's a playwright, that means she writes plays, right? Mm -hmm. And music. So she's a composer playwright. And yeah, and right before this, she had a really successful run in Boca. And then, you know, she was going to do more stuff. And then this thing happened where everybody's at a standstill. So, um, but she had a lot of stuff over the years. Um, she has another show called uh, King Solomon and the 700 Wives about that Bible story. It's a funny um, show. It's always, it's always, and Mel Schwartz sleeps with Mae West about a 59 year old guy who has an erection that he can't get rid of because he got a penile implant. What happens that night? It's like, you know, funny. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, does she have any new plays coming out or any new projects she's working on that you are or aren't a part of coming up? After she recently, she was recently like the, like co-editor, like the editor of Al Martin's book, you know, Al Martin. I you know, he owns, Yeah, you know, he owns Greenwich Village Comedy Club and Broadway Comedy Club. These are good friends. And she was like the, it was like as told to as to her. So he, you know, she wrote out his thoughts like in a book form, you know what I mean? Like not a ghostwriter, but like that, you know, yes. like the major editor. So she just recently did that during the pandemic. And now it's like everyone's, you know, just kind of looking for the next thing, Absolutely. you know, and just open things up already. So, <laughs> so crazy. So yeah. what have you been doing during the pandemic? People want to know you off stage behind your mask, so to speak. Uh, couldn't come at a worse time. But they want to know who you are off stage. Then they get to know, like, and trust you and want to support you. So the whole theory here is tell us something we like. Who are you? Like, do you collect yellow flowers? Do you yell at little old ladies when they don't know that it's you? Like, what do you do? For- that's a good idea i should collect yellow flowers that would be really cheerful do you do that (laughs) no i just made it up (laughs) that would be a fun collection um it's so you know it's a strange thing because i've lived and breathed comedy you know my my whole living through comedy and road gigs and private parties and stuff like that so when it all stopped the first two weeks i said all right this is going to be great i'm going to watch movies you know i gained the 10 pounds that everybody gained and i thought that it would be like you know, over, (laughs) 
So I enjoyed the first two weeks. And then when it all, when I started to realize like, this is really going to go on and on, I started to like panic and, you know, think, well, what am I going to do to stay relevant? I have to make videos. And, you know, um, I enjoy going to the beach, <laughs> long walks on the beach. I do and too. That's a great What? I'm just trying to write, you know, and I'm in Florida where I'm able to, you know, run some shows, but people are still scared to come out. So, yes. you know, I'm pretty one dimensional. I don't have a lot of hobbies other than that. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what my hobbies are. I go to the gym, I exercise and then I eat, which kind of like combat, like I go to the gym to get it off and then I exercise. So I always stay about the same exact weight, you know, after yeah. eating. So <laughs> I eat and then I go to the gym and I eat and go to the gym. So that's basically what, you know, and I'm just trying to write and read, trying to so, self-improve. Sell what? You know, trying to seek self-improvement a little bit, you know, during this time and figure out what else I'm going to do until comedy comes back. <laughs> exactly. In the course of a year, do you get hounded for pictures, selfies? Do people recognize you from all... Yeah, on the street, I get recognized a good amount. And people want to take selfies. And I like it. I think it's really fun. I'm not at that point where I'm like, oh, no, you know, stay away from me. I get really excited by it. So I just hope that it, it you know, happens even more. It's fun to get recognized. Yeah. That's like my father is known for always sitting outside of places because he loves being recognized. You know, he sits outdoors in Miami Beach and in the city because he loves when people come over and recognize him. I don't understand why celebrities don't like that. I mean, I get that you're you're kind of like living life and it could be annoying, but isn't that what we've worked for? Like, so, it so is. It so is. You know? Is. Yeah, that's cool that you have that in common with your father, that you both like getting noticed. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really at, like it. I was, <laughs> at a, I was at a grocery store in Beverly Hills and somebody from Beverly from um, Baywatch, who happened to be blonde, who used to bounce up and down the beaches. <laughs> Pamela Anderson was there. And she was so going out of her way, trying to be noticed. It was horrendously funny. I wish I would act it out. I went up to her and I said, you're Pamela Anderson. And she's grabbing me, hugging me, kissing me. That husband, <laughs> only one that recognized her. And she was trying so hard. She hey, enjoy it while you can, you know what I mean? Yes. It's just as quickly as it happens, it can quickly die. So yes. enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yes. So yeah. do you and Mindy Rickles and... Uh, Jill Kimmel? Jill Kimmel plan on coming to Vegas? Because she's got the Kimmel... She's with Kimmel's Comedy Club. So if you come to Vegas, let me know. It would be great, like if, you know, we would love to come to Vegas with them, you know, we were like a band that got together, we, you know, we were driving around, you have beautiful teeth, by the way, I'm admiring your teeth. Yeah. They were, they, they were free because I'm a military veteran. Oh, wow. That's I have risk in your life? Yeah, yeah, it was worth <laughs> all the sexual harassment. <laughs> Just have teeth like that. You're talking to a person with a space between your teeth, so I really appreciate teeth. Do you um, have a space between your teeth? I do have a little gap there. <laughs> I always laugh about the sign at the sub subway that says, watch the gap. And I'm thinking yeah. of David Letterman, Gina Davis. I'm like, yeah. Madonna. <laughs> yeah. It's really mm -hmm. cool to have a gap. It makes you unique. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it when people get, you know, become famous and you, and then where'd the gap go? <laughs> yeah. Right. They become famous. There's no gap. 
and they're so Botox that you don't even recognize them anymore. You're like, is that even Meg Ryan? Like, who is that? <laughs> like Kristen Bell, have you seen her new commercial where she's sitting on a couch? And she's got these cheek implants that look like chipmunk. <laughs> like, oh God. Lay off the Botox, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, enough with the gossip. <laughs> I mean, but, who am I to talk? I'm sure I'll get some Botox, you know, it's hard to age, but <laughs> you gotta get the right doctor. <laughs> yeah, to get one that, somebody, you know, Nikki Paris from Comic Strip Live. Yeah, I love him. He told me that I'm aging backwards. Every time he sees me, I look younger. And I'm really? not yeah, doing think I'm you 69 really years old. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I can't tell that in Hollywood because they don't look, they don't act surprised, you know, too Did much. You, of, how old are you? 69. 69? Wow. And you know what's oh really weird? Sheba, I would I graduated high school in 1969 and I'm 69. What do you think I should do this year? <laughs> there, I think I you should, should you know? <laughs> Yeah. No, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a special it, year though. Yeah. Can you believe it? I graduated and I'm 69. That's weird. I don't know anybody else. Like I'm not even good at math. And I'm like, graduate i keep thinking about it. i i should get high and think about it maybe i'll come up with a punchline for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> by the time you come up with the punchline it won't you won't be 69 <laughs> <laughs> last year i was 69 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's like it's like we're writing all these jokes now about the, about the virus and being locked in. I'm sure you're writing jokes about that. And then I'm wondering, like, by the time we're, we're out, like, do you even remember the Tiger King anymore? Even that? Remember when that was like a big deal and now no one's even talking about it anymore? No. Yeah. Do you have a favorite joke about the lockup? Well, I have a joke that, um, you know, like I said, like, you guys hate wearing your masks. You know, I hate, I used to hate wearing my mask too, but I realized I get hit on a lot more with my mask on off my whole life i've been doing it wrong i've been trying to show off my body i should have just been covering my face <laughs> sometimes it gets it off which i don't you know just self-deprecation just fun i love self-deprecating humor i can't stand it right? when the, cr the crowd gets all sympathy listen this is my life <laughs> yeah it's like i'm joking you know i can Jeez. make fun of myself yeah <laughs> Do you want me to self-deprecate? Oh, listen, you better put up <laughs> self-deprecating. It could get worse <laughs> up in this bitch. <laughs> get way worse in this bitch. <laughs> I, I have a favorite joke about the shut-in. I say, uh, it's so weird, you know, like I'm 69 years old. And this is the first time in 69 years, you guys, that every man is finally wearing protection. <laughs> That's and funny. They, and then they tell us we have to stay in our house alone and not stick my fingers in my orifices. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Use a lot of hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. You know what's really weird about hand sanitizer is uh, they've proven that number one, it's flammable. That's a side note. But they've proven that it causes muscle damage. So if people are using a lot of hand sanitizer and then 
pleasuring themselves, eventually they're not going to be able to. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Do you use that? That's really funny. You can have it. Really? (laughs) Take it, please. I might take that. Take it. Yes, Yes, it'll be my odds. No, you take it. I can't sell it. Thank you. You can have it. (laughs) Please take it. Take my jokes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It is like a lubricant, too, you know, so they probably do use it like that. Yeah. Well, it's been so fun to chop it up with you and have fun. And now that you're graduated from Comic Spot, you can come back on and promote anything like your mother's plays or when you're going to be in one or when you're traveling with Jill Kimmel and cool. Now, now I forgot the other lady, Mindy Rickles. And Mindy you, Rickles. When you come to oh. Vegas, I want to go and see you guys. That would be great. Let's say next year in Vegas, like we say next year in Jerusalem, you know, just say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, okay. thanks so much. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you for the world's greatest introduction that I've ever gotten. Oh, thank <laughs> you for saying that. Can I quote you? Sure. Thank you, Sheba Mason. You're awesome. Love thank you lots. Okay. Bye. Bye. Where's the end button? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again. Thank you again.